Listener Production. Two cuddly boys overloading the bromance cuter meter. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Oh, happy Monday to you. I'm still recovering from a big producer Bron Australian wedding from the weekend. Good stuff over the weekend, Bron. It was very good stuff. Yeah. What's been on your mind since then? Something's plagued me, unwedding, like not wedding related, but I. (laughs) Are you getting married? This is what you're thinking about. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes, sharing, sharing the nuptials, and suddenly uh, this is going around in your head. Go on. Well, I saw a piggy bank the other day, and I just kind of thought, what came first, like, like coin jars that looked like pigs, and that's why we called them piggy banks, or are they just where you put coins? We call them piggy banks, and that's why they look like pigs. Do you know so what I'm they made to some say? pig ones. What came first, the piggy or the bank? Did yeah. the coin thing come first? It was called a piggy bank, so they started making them pigs. Yes. Uh, you were greedy. You were piggy. You were hoarding, and they're like, "Well, why don't we make a piggy bank look oh, like a pig?" I didn't. Or I didn't. They were the first ever places to put a coin were in the back of a pig, and they named them after the shape of the pig. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't yep, know which came good first. Good question. I never thought about the uh, you know greedy little piggy angle of mm. hoarding your coins, but um. Luckily, I have access to something called the internet. And on that, I was able to Google up once I dialed up on my 56K uh, modem. And the piggy bank originates to over 600 years ago. And mind you, this isn't a Thursday, so I'm not trying to blow your mind. But you <laughs> this are getting is early on a Monday. Free. Let's give people's okay. mind a rest. In please, back. <laughs> It started in the 15th century and people would use pots to store the money that they had. In that time, metal was an expensive commodity and not frequently used for households. So households, such as plates and pots, were made from an affordable clay called pig. P-Y-G-G. All right, so keeping your money in your pig bank was just your clay pot. And, And then, of course, coming around 19th century, decided to shape them like little pigs as a... uh, a humorous little ode to the word. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Well, the more you know. Well, thank you, Brod, for bringing us that attention. We'll find you later with some clickfish. But before we get into it, Matt, we've got Alexi and Cameron from Finding Yeezus joining us. It's got a, a lot of heat, this web series. So I want to uh, have a chat to these dudes who you may have heard from before. This mystery that they're solving is something you can't just Google. You Indeed. know, they went deep into the world of uh, internet gaming to find the doorway to a very special club. <laughs> But first things first, it's a very special day in the world of food lovers today. So I'm going to tell you about that as part of this. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hello. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, happy Monday to you and a particularly happy Monday to those of you who love carbs because it is National Pasta Day. Sure is, Alex Dyson. And um, people really love carbs and pasta, and they will defend it to the nth degree. I mean, last week we were talking about petrol pumps and how much feedback, I'll say, (laughs) that we got for not knowing that the petrol station attendant was the person who activated the pump. Now, when I look down the barrel of pasta, it's it's very difficult not to remember recently when I um, came face to face with the wrath of Twitter for merely asking if it is appropriate to put a little bit of oil in the boiling water mm. of your spaghetti. No, that went from a simmer to a full boil on Twitter around <laughs> Matt O'Kind. And he was salty. <laughs> so you better than that. But I, cook, I cooked some pasta yesterday. I had some pappadelle, which was I've, quite I've been nice. enjoying Just that. made my own little recipe. Yep, every now and then as well, chopping up the, uh, if there was no good fresh pappadelle. 
chopping up the lasagna sheets. Pasta is the kind of thing that I will often refuse to eat from a restaurant. Yeah, and do you know what? That's why you're a gronk. Because there is nothing more arrogant in this world than someone think, mm. thinking they can cook a spaghetti bolognese better than most professional chefs. Well, you know what's funny about ordering it out? I eat it when, I, when I'm out. I'm like, oh, this is Oh, yeah. Firm. Every time you're like, oh, I can make it. Do you know why you think you can make it? Because your parents, right? Like everyone, every kid's parents made some botched crap version that we just got so accustomed to that we think that that is normal spaghetti. It's not. It's bad. I wouldn't. Pasta's a bit crunchy. <laughs> Name another dish that people genuinely yep. think that they can just make better than an actual restaurant. Toasted sandwiches. Well, even then you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You've just been brought up to think that bad ones are good. All right, it's like it's like the equivalent of I mean I remember someone saying I was like oh I don't really like baked beans they're like have you had baked beans or have you just had beans in a tin <laughs> that have baked beans written on them on the side and I was like yeah that's actually what I've had they're like eat actual baked beans because the difference mm. between homemade baked beans and then baked beans from a tin would be the same as a restaurant spaghetti and spaghetti in a tin all right so <laughs> I can't so stand spaghetti in a tin, I'll so tell you, you that need much. To respect. Do not whatever you're doing listening right now, do not go out and celebrate National Pasta Day with spaghetti in a tin. Oh. That would be a, a dark day in National Pasta Day history. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not the only dark day in pasta history. <gasps> There's really? been more than a few. News.com.au uh, reporting <laughs> that Kim Kardashian gets slammed by fans for not knowing what tortellini is while she's in Italy. Wow. One fan declared wealth is wasted on the rich. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's looking through the menu, she goes, um, what's tortellini? And, uh, and of course, you know, jaws land on the floor. Then she asked the waiter that, you know, uh, went on to ask for anything that's not spaghetti. Maybe like a penne or something. <sighs> there's, there's a lot of pastas I still don't know down the thing. I thought tort tortellini's up in the, the top ten still. I mean, I'm only just getting my head around, oh, get there. You know? <laughs> Getting, wait, wait, around what? I, uh, I've been using, I've been eating a lot of orecchiette recently. Here we go. Let's have a look at a couple of other. Maffelding. That's like a zigzaggy shoelace style pasta. Strozzapretti. Ah. You know what that is? But I kind auditioning to replace Chris Pratt as the <laughs> oh, voice mate. of Mario here. I'm, I'm auditioning for a cancelling of a lifetime. That's what I'm getting. I mean, I'm really, really getting close to proper um, cultural appropriation. So apologies. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm trying to no, mimic. No, that's the thing. Do you pronounce it how it should be pronounced? Or do you try to avoid exactly. being cancelled? You know? you got to pick one. Anyways, Trotsapretti is the, uh, it looks like the barrel of a shotgun. Don't. Okay, say it like that. Don't do the hand. <laughs> that's all I'll say to you. Okay. I'm happy I for you to say it. It gets me in into the character. Accent. Just don't do <laughs> the, the mamma mia. The, the pinch fingers. <laughs> say it. That's too okay, far. Fine. Anyways. That was a dark day. <laughs> oh. April 1st, 1957. A Austrian-born cameraman, Charles de Jaeger, decides it would be a funny thing to 
film a segment on the BBC's current affairs program Panorama that informs its viewers that spaghetti is in fact grown on trees. They went to a hotel in Castiglione on the shore of Lake Lugano and uh, they bought 20 pounds of uncooked homemade spaghetti and hung the strands from the branches of the laurel trees around the lake to make it seem like they were spaghetti trees, as quoted directly from rtechnica.com. They said that the cooked spaghetti just slipped off the branches when it was ready <laughs> to go. So April 1st, is it? this is an April Fool's Day uh, prank. Yes, it was very much an April Fool's Day <laughs> prank, but it worked because, guess what, in the 1950s, spaghetti was still a fairly exotic food in the UK. Oh, so, you know, people... Yeah. <laughs> People are like, well, maybe it did happen, you know? Um, but obviously it was then announced that it was just a prank. And I tell you what, people were mad. But funny times. <laughs> and one final dark day of pasta history was approximately 2011 when I couldn't afford a pasta maker. So I went down to the supermarket and they sold out of rolling pins. So I had to go home and roll out some fresh pasta with a... Empty long neck. Right. <laughs> yeah, the famous <laughs> insult to Italy. A VB long neck rolling out some pasta. <laughs> Diabolical. Ah, al dente. A hard-earned <laughs> thirst. Needs a nice long strand. <laughs> All right, well, happy National Pasta Day to those who celebrate. As I believe they say, that's amore. <laughs> right, we've got too far oh, the other way now. Apparently that just means love. <laughs> That's love. All right. <laughs> well, when it comes to solving unsolvable mysteries, Alex Dyson, our next guest, look into the face of those mysteries and turn their nose up at it. <laughs> they are too... Extremely funny comedians. Uh, jealously funny, actually. I get jealous when I think about how much these guys... No, it is. It annoys me when they, uh, when they do hard work and it pays off in great product. Um, it's a bad example to make. But they are um, the masterminds behind the uh, latest version of a series that always starts with finding, uh, because they're often finding something, and this time they are finding Yeezus. It's a six-part investigative comedy web series starring... Comedians and pop culture detectives, Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos, please uh, welcome them both to Man Alex All Day Breakfast. G'day. Hey, how's it going, hello, guys? Really hello. good. Um, I'll apologize straight off the bat. Um, we don't usually call our guests annoying to their face when we <laughs> <turn> them on. <laughs> it's, it's actually the most honest thing you can yeah. say as a comedian. Oh, is every that... time I see it, I'm just like, just stop. I know. <laughs> Any time I see you know what I mean? any comedian doing anything, I'm like, oh, come off it. <laughs> and I don't I'll need, tell you I don't this. need to see that. It was one of the most electric compliments I've ever felt in my life to have that bestowed upon me. That Jealousy, I'll be living on it for weeks and weeks. Well, I can say maybe Matt's the only comedian out there um, who's a bit annoyed by it because I've been seeing Finding Yeezus getting so much love and heat from people all over the comedy industry on, on their socials and everything. They're saying how great it is. When I first sort of saw it, I'm like, is this a sketch? Is this real? Like it's blurring the lines between fact and fiction. Can you uh, give us the elevator pitch as to what you're actually doing in Finding Yeezus? Well, Finding Yeezus, it's a mystery investigative documentary, camera 
Cameron and I love to solve these kind of mysteries. And a while ago, we came across this new one, which is one of the internet's biggest unsolved mysteries. It's about a video game called Kanye Quest 3030. It's kind of like Pokemon. You play as Kanye, you battle rap other rappers to become the best in the world. And a couple of years after it came out, someone found this hidden level in there. And in this level, the game kind of reaches out to you in real life beyond the means and bounds of the game to welcome you to your ascension, which is basically people believe that it's a new age cult that is all about finding immortality through technology, through the internet, the singularity, all of that kind of transhumanist ideas that feel like science fiction. And we're on the case to try and find out who made this game and if it really is a recruitment tool for a cult. Oh my okay, God. Okay, I mean, that's... That, that is a very good question because, I mean, we started this interview, me feeling a little bit jealous uh, of, you know, you guys making a great podcast. Now I'm feeling jealous about people who have ascended to <laughs> immortality. Do you know what I mean? Like I this know. is, what, what is, what, what is the sort of giveaway? How do you know that it is some sort of like cult, um, you know, club that, that people want to be a part of? So there's all this weird imagery throughout and then all this hidden language. And then at a certain point, it stops being subtle and it just openly tells you, hey, this is a cult. And if you want, if you want to be in this cult, um, give us your details yeah. and we'll add you to the cult. That is the dead giveaway. Uh, it's kind of like Candyman. You say cult three times, yeah. it is one. So. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Who was the first one to play this game? And is it does it stack up as an actual game? I actually played this back in 2013 with some buddies. And yes, we were drinking some beers and having some fun playing this game. And it was really funny. We thought it was so funny, but I really hadn't thought about it until it came back into my life in maybe the biggest way possible where I dedicate my life to it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it's become one of those things that we've now spent the last two years researching and thinking about. And uh, I'll never play the game again. I can't wait for it all to be out, so I never have to even look at images of it again. Well, I mean, <laughs> Cameron's whole... still scared. I am. I mean, Kanye himself has been in the um, yes. in the news recently for a lot of controversial Ugh. opinions oh, and some really uh, mm. abhorrent takes. Well, um, yes. And uh, and I'm intrigued to know: Does he have any connection to this game whatsoever at all? <laughs> No, thankfully no. Early on, we thought it might have been like a little bit of a viral stunt that kind of took a long time for people to discover. And maybe it was something that was released with the Yeezus album as a tie-in. Um, and uh, But yeah, we can say on the record now, <laughs> it has nothing to do with Kanye West. They just used his name and likeness, I believe illegally, to try and sneak <laughs> this little message out there. But, oh. um, a lot of people have tried to solve this mystery <clears throat> Over the years, no one's come close, and uh, we don't want to spoil anything on this show, but we will say we are the only people on the planet who have solved the mystery. <gasps> oh, as to who's behind quest. the game. Well, the latest yes. episode drops today, so once you finish Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, feel free to go and check out Finding Yeezus. It's on the Grouse House YouTube channel, which has plenty of other incredible um, comedy and things as well. Of course, mm. when the actual final episode comes out and you mm. two do reveal who made it, um, I'm sorry to say about the <laughs> inevitable helicopter crash that you're about to be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> 
as long as you continue on in our legacy and dedicate yeah. some great things to us, we'll live on forever through the internet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Well, as far as cults go, because you got into it a little bit, um, is this a, a cult that you would join? Like if you had to join a cult, who do you reckon, whose cult would you be signing up to? Honestly, I really think it would be this one because, you know, I'm at that point in my life where I will admit it. I am afraid of dying. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I Max, he's only just started oh to grapple God. with his own mortality. So beta. <laughs> I know it's new to me. I'm scared. I don't want it to happen to me. God forbid Please. it ever happens to me. Hopefully I look in his face forever. of death and French kiss it. <laughs> got no, got no Matt is dressed as the Grim Reaper right now. I can't see. <laughs> Yeah, you got scared of me. That's how bad I am. <laughs> Let's see. What about you, Cam? Have, uh, have you had to compare this cult to other cults? Um, no. You know what? I I'm not a big cult fan. I reckon I'd be I'd be either the guy who's just like I join the cult, but I reckon I'd be sort of sitting up the back of the cult, yep. and anytime the leader said something, I'd be like going, "Can you believe this guy? <laughs> trying to trying to start a little sub cult within this cult? <laughs> oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about." <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would I would take any cult that had. I mean, free food and drink is a very wow, appealing man. thing, isn't it? Like mm. you could get mm. me to agree to anything if there's snacks yeah. up the back. You so got to be that... careful with that drink, though, at a cult, <laughs> <laughs> especially if everyone's drinking it at the same time. Yeah, just go to a blood bank. All you have to do is donate blood, and they give you a cookie and an orange juice. You know, that's, that's fine. That is a good. That's a that's a cult I would back. That's a life hack. Um, no jokes aside, please, please donate blood. Um, please, please, so, please. Worthy cause, worthy cause. Uh, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing the next episode today of Finding Yeezus. Go and catch up at the Grasshouse YouTube channel as well. And we will catch you next time on All Day Breakfast. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Well, here it is, officially official, uh, nice little home wedding on the weekend there, Bron. Yes, it was so fun. And uh, big night had by all, lots of D-floor moves, cut. Yeah, we missed your worm, Matt, on the dance floor, but other than that, a good night had by all. My chin banned me from it. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Apparently, the doctor that stitches up the wound every time I do it uh, has now had to sell the house because uh, they lost so much income from me. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, there is one worm that's been out there, and that is terrible news articles that we, despite ourselves, are uh, tempted to click on. And, Bron, you're the one who gobbles them up every Monday. Now, you told, told us before hitting record on this, you've only got one today. Such is the magnitude of this article. It's a doozy, this one. This might be the greatest thing I've ever, or the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. You decide. Hit us. It's from Metro UK. Headline, Mum spots face of Shrek in her curry, but her teen son is less than impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The Metro knows there's a war going on in Ukraine, right? (laughs) Let's not just blame Metro because I'm not joking. Almost every single... An international publication has ran with this story. Okay, I'm Googling it now. Mum spots Shrek in curry. If you're you're at home, Google this image. Because if you're driving, 
do it later. <laughs> Listen, Indy 100's doing it, Daily Star, Hull Daily Mail, <laughs> KentLive.news, <laughs> Flipboard.com. It's everywhere. And, Broad, I have seen a thumbnail of... The Shrek, and it really looks like Shrek. Honestly, it does look <laughs> like the Shrek curry, in the yeah. curry. But well, the weird thing is, is, what's a curry doing that bright green? It is so green. That is the greenest I've ever seen a curry. Like, even if you look at something that is naturally green, like a palak paneer or something like that. <laughs> mm, that's that's Like a Thai green, green curry is like it's a lightish green. You know, it's mainly yeah. coconut rather than the green. No. This has to be food diet. And also, I mean, it's hot, like... Sort of looks like Shrek. Like, I just can't. <laughs> to be fair, it looks a lot like Shrek. It does look no, a lot like Shrek. But why, Bron? Why? They didn't have to add something to this article. They could have just said, here's a curry that looks like Shrek, you know, and, you know, as is always the case, devotees to it will, mm-hmm. you know, think that their Lord is praising them via the curry. But why was the son less than impressed? That was the thing that would piqued my interest. So this woman was interviewed. Her name's Lisa Edmonds. She was interviewed after taking a photo, sharing it online of Shrek, her curry looking like Shrek, the character. It says, I called Mark, her husband, and he was like, what? Our son Harrison, 14, didn't really get it. That's all that's mentioned about the son. What? I don't know what he didn't get, though. There's nothing to get. It just looks like Shrek. So that's less than impressed. He's less than impressed. And so that made the headline that the son didn't get it. Yes. Said, oh, kind of, maybe not really. Do you know what the most annoying thing about this is, is that that many people will be listening to this podcast and will have already Googled Shrek Curry, just feeding the click, you know, ecosystem. Yeah. We have become that which we hate. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of Live those long enough to be the villain. <laughs> it's one of those articles where I think they're just trying to hit word count because it goes into what her full order was on the night, which has nothing to do with the story. How much she paid for it? <laughs> oh my god! Stop! <laughs> and and that her it's her favorite restaurant. So I don't know what they. It's hit a full article of just this one image of. Curry. This kind of looks like Shrek. That could be it. That why why do these news articles need to write the full articles about it? Why not just put up a photo on their socials? This looks like Shrek. Done. She's done a full play by play of calling the husband, calling the son, <laughs> posting it. I order this all the time, but this has never happened before. The face was so cute, I almost couldn't eat it, but I was hungry. <laughs> this is a real article. I don't know. It's, I, I'm obsessed with this story. Well, well thank you, you very much for e- uh, eating that absolutely rotten worm. We really appreciate you doing the hard work here, Bron. It's time to um, call today's episode a day. I'm going to have my lunch now of grated carrot. And oh, oh, oh my God, it looks like Puss in Boots. <laughs> this pile of carrot looks like Puss in Boots. Quick, I'll call Metro UK. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for listening. You guys head off. We're going to be back here. Getting our news article out to the world. Thank you, Bron, once again, and congrats on your wedding. Thank you. We'll catch you later. This is All Day Breakfast. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.al.